0: We're here with former Southern Miss wide receiver Todd Pinkston. How's it going today, Todd?
1: How's it going? Doing well.
0: Now, you kind of come from a, a sports background. You know, your father, I would believe your father played football. He was a coach. Your brothers played football. Joey played at USM. Uh, was it just kind of in your blood to be an athlete?
1: Well, I think so. You know, like I said, like you just made it, you know, I grew up uh with basketball, any type of ball in my hand, from, you know, baseball to a tennis ball to whatever. You know, 'cause you know my my parents were athletes as well. My mom played basketball and ran track and my sister did the same thing as well as my oldest brother. And and I always talk to my youngest right now who's at Delta State University, you know, playing football. So uh it's a it's an athletic background, um and you know, it just Think upon ourselves to do what we need to do. You know, you were.
0: How did you get interested in the game of football?
1: Um, it, actually, you know, when you when you play backyard football with your oldest, your oldest, oldest brother, and and they throwing you around and uh, telling you to give up and get tough, and and then you know once you start playing organized, so football, which which started in the seventh grade, you have your friends that play football, you have your friends that play basketball, all your friends are doing something or whatever, and why not join them, you know, because, you know, you can't wait till they get out of football practice to play with them or just be with them. So it wasn't actually football, it was just any type of ball that, that I could find around the house or our friends came up with what well, my friends came up with growing up. You know, it's just a whole yards because this is what my dad and my mom put in front of me, as well as my oldest brother. So everything triggered down with just having a ball in your hand and, and finding a way to get, it, get something done, whatever sport it is. You were
0: a four sport athlete at uh, Forest High School, the Bearcats in Forest, Mississippi. Uh, when did you start to realize that you might have the potential to play college football?
1: Well, I think that um, going into my junior year, because uh, my senior year in '92 um, actually caused a um, uh, game uh, game winning touchdown. Cause the game winning touchdown as a sophomore with like 38 seconds left, going to the state championship game. So after that, you know, I started realizing, you know, I can I can play at a, at a level where um, where everybody else playing, and so I just got better, got better every year, and just went from there.
0: You that last season, there was a demand for your services by several colleges. How did you end up at Southern Miss?
1: Well, actually, I wasn't a, um, I only got recruited out of high school by Mississippi State and Jackson State, and as well as Southern Miss. And coach Jeff Bauer at the time was the head coach at Southern Miss, and, and at that time, when we going over, those, you know, scores and I would I didn't make my ACT score yet and by that time, you know, Mississippi State, you know, stopped getting in contact with me and Jackson State didn't get in contact with me and so uh, actually coach Bower said, Well, we're still gonna stick with you, we got faith in you and and once I made my score then they called me back and continue to, you know, talk to me and offer me and once I made that and everybody, that's when I started getting a lot of phone calls or, or getting contact by, you know, other schools. But I wanted to stick with the people that were going to stick with me through my lows, and he was one of them. What was it like playing for Jeff Bauer?
0: Excuse me? What was it like playing for Jeff Bauer?
1: Oh, I enjoyed it. You know, he was a um, a, father, a father away from home. Um, actually, he was a player coach, and actually, he was my position coach, so uh, I, I learned a lot from him as far as his personality, his will to win, and he's very family-oriented. So uh, when you have a person that, that, that you look up to and uh, have that drive, you know, everything else will speak for itself because uh, you never know how far that friendship um, or that, that type of uh, service goes.
0: You played it at Southern Miss from, from 96 to 99, kind of a, a golden era for, for Southern Miss football in a lot of ways. What made the teams from the late 90s so special?
1: Well, I think that, um, you know, there was no big thing as far as what they got going on now with the social media, um, these five stars and, you know, the best players. Well, of course, if I got those, I guess at the time, you could say three-star guys that Come from, from a small school and um, getting a chance to just be be hungry just to play football and uh, once he got those guys that's in that got bought into his system and worked hard every day and you know believed that we could win that Southern Miss and I think everybody bought into it and and those four years five years I was at Southern Miss was one of the best uh, moments that I had because we had guys that was that was hungry the guys that was you know hard workers and was willing to do whatever it takes uh to win and and they showed
0: there's some great players from that era. i mean uh, you could you could name off a laundry list of all of them but but what was so amazing about a lot of the players during that time is, is most of them got the opportunity to play in the nFL in some capacity
1: well yes um in my class, there was uh seven guys that actually got drafted on my uh, on that 99 99- 99 season, so um, a lot of guys got, got opportunities because of the hard work that we put in and it carried over to um, from Southern Miss up to the, the NFL, so you know that was the type of guys that he recruited, and and if you got some hard-working guys, then, you know, the size limit for whoever, even guys before us that actually got a chance to play from their past 15, Jamal Alexander, Terry Hardy, and um, here Phoenix, all those guys got opportunity. So when he won, once we saw and going against those guys every day, too, why not why not us? So that's the the milestone that we try to set there, and, and actually it went from there.
0: You get to play in three bowl games during your time there. The first one was that 1997 Liberty Bowl against the Pittsburgh Panthers. The team, it's almost like the team came in that game with a chip on their shoulder and just – Unleashed it on the Panthers in that game. Tell us a little bit about that ninety seven Liberty Bowl.
1: Well, sure. <laughs> well, I would say, um, well, just get an opportunity to just go to a bowl game, and you know, um, that at, at, singing class was one of the one of the top classes that was there. You know, um, never really smelled a bowl game in years or whatever. Then the opportunity to take those singers out well, with a bang, that, that carried over to the following years to come.
0: What was it like having Lee Roberts as your quarterback?
1: <laughs> it was a blessing. He was a smart guy. You know, He very accurate. And actually, he was a, he was a good person. You know, he was a um, – I can say he was a warrior because he took a lot of hits against uh, different schools where they got – he bounced back up and, and was on to the next place. So, once we finished that – once we finished that um, that season – you know, it made it better for everybody else
0: to follow him. You know, you go into your senior year; the expectations are high. But I think, you know, I may be wrong about this, but, but from my recollections, it seemed like you really started to make some some noise with the NFL scouts after that Nebraska game in 1999. I mean, you had 11 receptions, uh, receptions 163 yards, one TD. And I think you even even pulled a muscle during the game, but kept trying to play. Tell us a little bit about well, that Nebraska game.
1: Well, I, I'd i say, uh, going into the 99 season, we was, uh, I was in class with the Sherrod, Gideon, Davis Thomas, TJ Slaughter, all those guys that, that came in together, whatever. We had a, uh, um, disappointing 1998 season where we lost the conference championship. We didn't get a chance to go to the Liberty Bowl, and, uh, um, we had a motto going into our senior year was unfinished business. So, you know, that was our, our whole motto the whole year. So, um, going to that season, actually going against Nebraska or whatever, that was one of the things that, uh, that 52nd gets guest us about we didn't have a chance to win and uh, going against a um, uh, Ralph Brown, you know, the DB at the time, and Mike Brown with the safety or whatever. But that was an opportunity for us to, but for me and my teammates, to make a stand because we can play with whoever – Whoever they put in front of us, and our job is to beat your guy, and and just so happening, you know, Lee Roberts, I mean, Jeff Kelly at the time, um, Jeff Kelly at the time was putting balls in Sherrod in my hand, and we had um, actually Derrick Ninja running back, And you know, we just had a, a good day all around, It just an early turnover, early in the game that kind of put us behind the eight ball, because we were coming from behind every position that we had, so um, I think going into the, actually going into that season just topped it off against any competition that we, we went up against.
0: You finished that season 9-3, and three, ranked number 14 in the country. You won a conference championship.
1: How special
0: was it to end your career at Southern Miss with the team having these kind of accomplishments?
1: Well, um, I, I think it was a blessing. It was a blessing. Like I said, we had the motto, Unfinished Business. Um uh, those three teams that we lost against, you know, we we fought hard. And, you know, I think it was the Alabama, Tech J&M, and Nebraska that we lost to. But uh, it proved that we can play with anybody at any time. And, and going out with a bang and winning um, the Liberty Bowl against Colorado State, is just topped off our senior season.
0: You talk about that Liberty Bowl. And, you know, I don't know if you remember this or not, but after the game, of course, I was Seymour at the time and I ran, and I jumped on your back, and you kind of gave me a lap around the field. But during that time, like, I had a headband on, and the headband just started to drop, and it fell over my eyes. So you head back to the locker room, and I'm just, like, wandering around the field trying to feel my
1: way that's to get to the at? end
0: zone back to the back. Do you remember Do you remember at least the carrying on the back part?
1: Well, I really, I really don't remember that far back, but that's when you should have – I know somebody back then had some pictures, so you should have that up and – Old time sake. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you got
0: hey, if you're listening, and you got pictures. Send them on over. Me and Ty want to see them. Um, <laughs> you during your tenure there, you, you got to be a part of three conference USA championship teams. I mean, you look on, back on that now. How I don't think people really realized at the time how special it was. How amazing was it for Southern Miss to be so dominant in a conference for for several years running?
1: Well, um, I mean, if you look back at it now, I think oh, we only lost. Um, that senior class, my senior class only lost four, out of four years, we only lost one, one conference game that was against Tulane in 98, and besides then, we dominated the conference, like I said, Coach Bowers, you know, surrounded, you know, the team with uh, great players that's and hard workers and, and actually has a, had a good coaching staff. So when you surround yourself with good coaching staff and good players, then you know, um, everything else should speak for itself, and that's what happened to the the um, the conference championship um, season that we had.
0: When you graduated, I mean, during the time you played, this was before the spread offense was really in effect. When you graduated, you were the second all-time leading receiver in Southern Miss history. I mean, two two thousand three hundred thirty six three hundred sixty-six yards, twenty-two TDs. I mean, I mean, how how important? I mean, I know that ultimately you want the team to win, but how special was it to you? To be able to leave your mark on the record book like that,
1: well, it was a blessing. Whenever you have, you know, I won't say record book, you have numbers like that, and it goes back to you know the teammates that you had and and coaches put you in a situation to be successful, and and not only that, you know, one of the one of the best guys that came through, so the a receiver was my roommate at the time was Sharad Gideon. You know, um, when when you have guys that's out there that um, having fun and doing what you do and catching, catching balls and making a person miss and going the distance and scoring touchdowns, um, I think it's an honor to us and myself uh, to be a part of the, you know, the University of Southern Mississippi.
0: So you finish up that 99 season and then in 2000, in the 2000 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select you with a 36th pick in the draft in, in, in the second round. What was the draft day experience like for you?
1: But it was, it was actually another day. Um, it was just another day for me. Uh, I, I was at home with my mom and, and what's so bad about it, once they called my name to come across the screen, they went to commercial. So, um, it was one of the funniest, but it was the one of the most memorable because of the hard work that I put in. Um, actually topped it off as being, you know, second round, 30, 35th pick in the draft. And I just, Make fun of it now. I went to people where well, I was a late first rounder because they had these thirty two teams, and, and I right. was right there. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, how did it
0: feel to to get to live like your dream and play in the National Football League?
1: Well, it was big. It was big. It was something that you know, any any and every uh, football player wants to uh, go through and. Uh, it was a dream of mine to actually get a chance to play on the highest stage ever, and the um, Super Bowl, and you know it, it was a dream come true. But also it was an accomplishment um, for my my mom and my dad who always pushed me to to work hard, to graduate from college, and and anything after that will be a bonus. And that's what it was.
0: How difficult was the transition from college to the NFL?
1: Well, it was big, you know. In, in college, um, you know, you have you have your um, your days where you don't, you're not successful or you're not doing this. But in and, and the game, it's slow. But once you get to the NFL, the game, the game the nature of the game speeds up, and and it's a, it's your job. So it's not a college atmosphere. It's actually a job environment because if you're not doing your job, you won't be there that next day or the following week or the next year. So um the mentality that you have coming and I guess in college or whatever, you, you keep working hard, you know, you get rewarded at the end. But, you know, if you're not working hard, you're not working hard at your job or whatever, then the next person going to take your spot and they, they're going to have the mentality of what have you done for me lately. And that's why everybody pushed to do do well every week every month, you know, every season because you can be there today and gone tomorrow. So that's one of the biggest differences that I experienced once I got from college to the NFL.
0: In Philadelphia, that's a that's a city known for taking their sports uh seriously, sometimes a little too seriously. What was it like playing in Philadelphia?
1: Well once you uh <laughs> once you get get the feel of how the uh the fans are, the atmosphere is, You'll love, you'll love those fans because they're diehard, uh, diehard Eagle fans. They want to, they want to win and whatever it takes to win, that's what they, that's what they want to be a part of. But if you're not winning, then that's when they start getting, uh, you find the real fans in. So, but it was a good experience. I enjoyed my time up there in Philly and, you know, I got a chance to meet a lot of good people in the community and, um, I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: And I'm sure it was nice as a receiver walking into a situation where Donovan McNabb would be throwing you the ball, you know, one of the better quarterbacks of that era.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was good. When when you're in college and you're watching guys play college and get an opportunity to uh, – because at the time he was one of the hottest quarterbacks that was out, come from Syracuse, and getting an opportunity to play with him um, was a blessing. That being said, what was it
0: like you know stepping on the field for the for the first time and and you you with players that you'd seen on t v your whole life you know you had some legends still playing in the game around that time. What was that like for you
1: well you, know, you little you little butterfly, you little nerd, because the people that you watch people that you watch on t v on Sundays or whatever did not you get an opportunity to play uh against or with them or whatever you know you had your little butterflies, but once you get uh accustomed to the game. The, the nature of the NFL, then um, it's not easy, but it's also um, a good experience because now all of a sudden people are watching you on television now. So. You
0: you led the Eagles in receiving in 2002 and 2003, and then in, in 2004 you, you lined up on the opposite field from, uh, from Terrell Owens. What was it like playing with T.O.? Uh,
1: it was fun. It was fun, actually. When when you when you get a, a guy like Terrell Owen, the dedication and the hard work and the and the work that he put in on a daily basis it, it makes you better and that's one of the things that I always learn. Um, anything you do, you want to get better at what you do. So um, by playing with him, he made me better, made our team better. And, and besides the stuff on the field, he's also a good person off, off the field. So I enjoy my you know my my year and. Uh, experience with him and actually it was fun he was fun to be around
0: you know you know you don't always get that from the you know that side of things from the media and i'm always curious when i hear things because i've met certain people and they've been nothing like i expected you know so you, you kind of wonder with somebody like him if uh, what what the hype is really all about
1: well um, sometimes it's just personality that uh, that people look at as far as looking on with the, with the camera in front of you but outside the outside the cameras or whatever, he was a good guy to be around.
0: Well, and two, with you playing on the um, on the other side from him. I mean, in two thousand four, uh, if my stats are correctly, you had eighteen point eight yards per catch, and that was second in the NFL
1: that year. Yeah, it was second in the NFL and first in the NFC. I think is something my like guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: So having him open up that other side of the field really, you know, enabled you to make some some big plays.
1: Well, you have to take. You have to. Uh, you have to get the job done when your time is called, and you know no opportunity don't come come out of time. So you have to take advantage of it.
0: Later that season, you got to play in the Super Bowl. How how surreal was it getting to play in the Super Bowl?
1: Well, it was a joy. It was a joy, and a big experience, and, and my family got a chance to you know actually go to a Super Bowl and. I can do- chance of playing it. You know, a lot of guys that been not that could be in the women league probably about 15 years, or 20 years and it happened, this opportunity to get in there. So it was a blessing.
0: You had a, you had a solid game. I know you, you had some, I believe you had some leg cramps at one point, but you had the four receptions for 82 yards. Hey, this is a solid day on any game, much less the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, you know, when you, when you have a good start like that, you know, taking that, you know, when you have cramps or whatever, some things that you can't control. You know, I always visualize, you know, playing hard and taking advantage of opportunities now at the Super Bowl and um I was soon to be one of the ones to say, Yeah, um I'm going to Disney World. So that's the that's the mentality and the fun part about that but luckily not, not ironically we didn't get a chance to uh win the game but I really enjoyed that experience. The next season, the
0: training camp you ruptured your Achilles tendon, and it, and it seems like that kind of derailed things for you. Um, you had you had brief stints with the with the Vikings and the Redskins. I mean, of course, it was disappointing, but how, how disappointing was it to to have that injury happen when it did?
1: Yeah, it's, it's it I was very disappointed um, because it seemed to me that um, I didn't go out on my own terms in, in a freak injury that. Um, and people can't control, and you, you can't control. You'll never know when it's going to happen again. Uh, it was one of the downfalls of my career. Um, once I got back to um, running the way I wanted to run, uh, I felt like it was it was too late because it was on for the next person. But getting the opportunity to um, go to Minnesota, oh, Coach Andrew Reed actually called uh, Brad Shuey at the time and that took me in for, you know, for a week. Unfortunately, I wasn't, feeling you know, 100% at the time, and um, I felt like I just had to go work hard and train to get where I need to be and got invited to go to the Redskins Council following um, training camp. But after that, you know, it was just all down here for me.
0: Do you have any, any favorite memories of, of playing in the NFL?
1: Oh, I mean, one of the favorites was, was the Super Bowl. But one of the memories, I mean, a few of the memories that I had was just the people that, you know, I came in a good relationship with, with um, the Donovan, the uh, Deuce, uh, Deuce Day, Correa Buckhoff, the Brian Westbrook, Correa uh, Owens, and Greg Lewis, and all those guys that I played with, you know, the Troy Vences and the Al Harris and Robert Taylor, all those guys that, you know, I played with, uh you know he they made it fun. They made it fun and enjoyable experience for far as being in the field because you build a great relationship with the with the hardcore um teammates that you have. So that's one of the biggest highlights besides the Super Bowl of my career as far as playing in the field.
0: You didn't stay away from the game long, but how difficult was it to transition from being a player to being a coach?
1: Well, it was a big tradition. Transition. Um, one of the things that was hard for me to do was um, once I officially retired was to watch it on, on television because I know I could still play at that time. But that's when, um, when you finally put your kids on the shelf, uh, that's when you have your, your next chapter in your life uh, come into play because you know a lot of guys don't don't get the degree. And that's one of the things that I pride myself on is I actually graduated from college and had something to fall back on. So it was a good it was a good, great transition for me because I didn't have to sit there and go to school to finish up. try to so get getting a decent job but um, that's one thing that fell in the place for me because you can't play that game forever. And I had a plan B and then, and then went from there.
0: You started off as a coaching intern with the Eagles and then uh, last season ended up at, at
1: Pedal High School
0: in uh, just in, in Pedal, Mississippi, right down the road, as a receivers coach. Uh, what was it like coaching at Pedal?
1: Well, it was fun. I mean, uh, at the time, uh, Coach Steve Buckley, who was my running back coach at Southern Miss, he was the head coach at Pedal at the time, and um, he knew I wanted to get into coaching and asked me to come over and see if I really liked it and if it's something I wanted to do and and basically get your feet wet into it. Get, in and get into coaching, and, and I was there for seven years, so it, it says a lot, and, get you an know, opportunity to coach kids and actually be a mentor to them. You know, AJ's nothing nothing in the sky because it was something that, you know, you look, people, when people look up to you on stuff like that, and, and you have a life-changing experience on kids' life, and I think I, that was one of my biggest values or what I wanted to get accomplished, make sure these kids graduate from high school, do the right things at the right time, and um, actually have a goal to set once you get out of high school.
0: What what coach would you say has had the biggest influence on your coaching style?
1: My coaching style? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I would say uh, Coach Bauer. Uh, like I said, Coach Bauer, one of, one of the guys that you know I, I used to play, I I used to play uh outside and you know, just learning both of those positions and those transitions and it helped me helped me to know two different positions of just one position which is the outside. And the coaching style for teaching kids and uh being a player coach or whatever, he was one of the biggest influence, the people that I played against. I mean played with and um also coach Andrew Reed, you know, he gave me gave me the opportunity to joined that organization and he was one of the guys that, you know, always was positive and uh believed that, you know, I can get the job done and just keep doing what I've been doing and everything spoke for itself. So actually my college coach and actually coach N V um gave me a uh, a good path uh of what coaching is like and, and one of the biggest person there was a bigger influence in my life was my Position coach David Culley up at Wixford. That's an easy thing. Um, besides those those people, you know those guys that really really stuck with me and taught me a lot as far as uh, playing and coaching.
0: Well, now you you just stepped into a new position. You're the receivers coach at, at Austin Peay. Uh, college coaching is a little bit different of a beast with recruiting and all. How have uh, How have you adjusted to Austin Peay so far?
1: Well, I've I've adjusted since March, um, um as far as recruiting wise, getting it a, a chance to be around uh, some young positive coaches that have been through the, the ups and downs and the changes and um actually just learning day by day through those guys and as far as being a college coach and uh the ins and outs and you know, what recruiting is like but they've been, you know, been uh you know taking me through through it day by day and I'm learning as I go and and one of the things that that I've learned is is just being positive and and that's just like I said that's one of the big things that I like for providing yourself with positive people have you uh have you had a chance to
0: keep up with the golden eagles the past few years
1: well um, i I keep up with a lot of you know with USM a lot, you know, it's not only football, baseball, basketball, anything that got to do with it because that's where I was at. But um you just follow them and just you know, you get an to and just congratulate them on what they are doing and um that's about the only thing that you really have to do because you you know, you I'm at Austin the P now and you know, southern Miss is always gonna be southern miss. You just follow them and then you gotta worry about your job that you have at the time.
0: What are your thoughts on, on the new head coach Jay Hobson?
1: Uh, I remember that, um Coach Hopson from, from you know, me playing at Southern Mitch and I think he's a uh uh a strong real guy that's gonna, you know, push you guys, push you guys to the limit to work hard to keep working and and having the faith that, that you can get the job done and um, I think he'll do well at Southern Mitch. He turned the program around at Alcorn State University the last couple of years and um, looking to continue to um, to do that in Southern Miss, and I think he'll do well.
0: Last question: What did what did it mean to you to wear the wear the black and gold at Southern Miss?
1: It, it meant a lot, any time, any place, either way. wear it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I hadn't heard that in a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> well, hey, very good, man. Well, uh, Todd, man, it really is an honor to have you on. Onto the top talk, uh, we're looking forward to seeing what you do, and uh, and best of luck at Austin P. Let's go P. We're we're pulling All for right,
1: you. Go P. All right. <laughs>